0: This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.
1: From MPB Think Radio, this is Next Stop Mississippi. I'm Mary Margaret Miller, along with Camille King. As we do every Friday, we'll be traveling across the state letting you know about people, places, and events that make Mississippi a great place to live, work, and play. We'll start this road trip off today in Jackson for this weekend's Bright Lights, Bellhaven Nights. Next, we'll talk with singer and comedian Heather Land about her I Ain't Doing It tour, and we'll head to the Mississippi Gulf Coast for Sizzlin' Sopranos. We end the show today with blues guitar prodigy Christone Kingfish Ingram. So don't go far because Next Stop Mississippi is hot.
2: Get your MPB car tag anytime. It doesn't even have to be up for renewal. Simply go to your county office to sign up. When you get an MPB car tag, a portion of the fee helps MPB continue to educate, inform, and entertain Mississippians. For details, visit mpbonline.org/cartag. We'll see you on the road.
0: You're listening to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio.
1: I'm Mary Margaret Miller with MississippiToday.org, joined by Visit Mississippi's Kamel King. As we do every Friday, we are traveling across the state, letting you know about people, places, and events that make Mississippi a great place to live, work, and play. And we're starting this road trip off today with Casey Creasy. We've got her in studio to talk about bright lights, Bellhaven Nights, happening this weekend in historic Haven. Yay!
3: Yay, it is. It is (laughs) happening this weekend, and we're so excited.
1: Well, Casey, thanks for making time to join us in the studio. I'm sure you're a pretty busy lady this weekend, or maybe for the past several months leading up to this weekend.
3: It has been pretty crazy, but it'll be all worth it tomorrow.
1: Now, you are here to talk about Bright Lights, Bellhaven Nights um, today, but let's talk a little bit about the Greater Bellhaven Foundation. You're the executive director there, so tell us about your mission and what you guys do.
3: Um, the Greater Bellhaven Foundation's mission is really to preserve our historic district, um, to look at great economic development, green spaces. We love to preserve our green spaces in our parks. Um, we do love those areas because that makes Greater Bellhaven such a great place to live and. The the last part of our mission statement is quality of life, where yeah. Bright Lights, Bellhaven Nights comes into play by making Bellhaven spotlight for a weekend in Jackson.
4: Yes, indeed. I mean, Bellhaven is such a unique neighborhood and a unique area to Jackson. I mean, in, in Mississippi, period. Uh, I mentioned before uh, we came on, I stayed in that area for almost a decade, and I love it. I want to go back. Uh, so tell us, I mean, even how just how Bright Lights, Bellhaven Nights got started. And I mean, it's in 14 years now. So, you know, just give us a little bit of background on it.
3: Bright Lights, Bellhaven Nights started in 2005. Um, It was the weekend before Katrina hit, actually. And it was started by the previous director, Virgie Lindsay, And she had gotten the idea for the festival from going to White Linen Nights in New Orleans. And she really wanted to bring that home and give it to the greater Bellhaven area. And the foundation got on board, thought it was a great idea. And the next year, we had Bright Lights Bellhaven Nights. And it was really started to showcase all the artists and artistic talent in the Bellhaven neighborhood.
1: Mm -hmm. Well that is a big part of the weekend. You've got art vendors throughout the neighborhood. You've got food vendors who are just a a different kind of artist. They use a different medium. And then you've also got musicians. So tell our listeners a little bit about how you lay out this event. It's not like you're going just to one central place to hang out for the day.
3: We lay it out on Kenwood, Carlisle and Poplar Streets. It was really started the it was originally started as part of our Being Bellhaven Art series which was meant to bring attention to the newly redone at the time Bellhaven Park. And so we have a stage there and we also have a stage in the Frugal and Loose parking lot that's our acoustic stage and then we have another stage on Carlisle Street. So we only have our three stages And we have our art vendors and food vendors um, scattered throughout. So you can walk the streets of Bellhaven under beautiful string lights and meet your neighbors.
4: Casey, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? I mean, you're the executive director of Greater Bellhaven Foundation. And how did you get involved in and tell us about your passion for Bellhaven?
3: I love the neighborhood. I, um, when we were looking for houses right after I got married, um, my husband really wanted to move back to Bellhaven because he had lived there when he was in law school, and I was not entirely on board with that, but he drove me through the neighborhood, and I saw, it was actually Laurel Street Park that mm. drove me to the area because I saw that park, and I was like, I want to take my future kids to that park. And Sweet. so we found a house and I've been there about 10 years now.
1: Nice. That's wonderful. Now, uh as you mentioned, it's a historic neighborhood. It's it's really beautiful. But talk a little bit about the vibe in Bellhaven.
3: We are an eclectic mix of everybody. Um, we mm-hmm. have Millsaps College and Bellhaven College located in the neighborhood. So, we do have a lot of college students that do live in Bellhaven, a lot of young families, and a lot of older established families. Um, you get a, a mix of everybody from every walk of life and every stage of life.
4: That's yeah. great. I remember staying there while I was in law school and renting from Waddell Nijum and you know, walking the neighborhood, exercising all the time and you get to know each and every neighbor. I mean, people are outside, they're sitting on their porch, I mean you're meeting people from all kind of backgrounds, ethnicities, you know, jobs. I mean, it's just a wonderful eclectic mix, just like you said.
3: It truly is. It's it's like a small town located in the heart of Jackson, mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: yeah, that's really nice. Now you did paint a bit of a picture for us. Uh, yeah, the festival takes place along Kenwood, Carlisle, and I think you said Poplar Streets. But and you were you kind of under these twinkling lights. But one of I think the most unique parts about Bright Lights, Spellhaven Nights is that people kind of like open up their yards for for everyone to sort of hang out. Last year was a really sunny afternoon. It was warm and I remember this one family, um, their home was right by one of the music stages and they had a lot of great shade and it was kind of like come on in. They'd had like folding chairs set up for people to just come sit down and take a break. And uh, so there really is this welcome one and all sort of community aspect. And as Camel mentioned before the show, he'll be there tomorrow with his daughter. Mm -hmm. And it's a family event. So, you know, get ready to be patient and walk behind like double and triple strollers and, you know, and be prepared to chat because it's a friendly group. (laughs) That's good. Uh, Casey, you've got a great lineup this year, some some real headliners, one of which we're featuring later on the show, Christone Kingfish Ingram. Kingfish. We're uh, pumped about having him on Next Stop Mississippi. I'm sure you're excited about having him at the festival, too. Talk a little bit about what sort of music you've got planned. We have
3: The Weeks. Um, they have been at Bright Lights, Bellhaven Nights pretty much for the entirety of the festival for all 14 years. Um and they'll be back again. They're such a staple. And then we have new this year, Robert Randolph and the Family Band, mm-hmm. um, which I am a huge fan of. So I'm very excited to have them there. Um, Beckham and will be there as well. Um, and then Taylor Hildebrand, Young Oh, that's Fowley, my boy. <laughs> um, T.B. Ledford uh, We have we have just a huge Great lineup um, The Fondren Guitar Kids Will be kicking us off um, At 5 o'clock So technically the gates Open at 5 But we'll have people there A little bit early So that you can get in To see the wonderful Talented kids From Fondren Guitars And then Elam Robertson Will be performing On the acoustic stage Right after them And she has an interesting story She's got so many Bellhaven roots Her grandparents live there her, several of her family members, and she even lived there for a little bit. So we we love to have people to the festival that have ties to the neighborhood.
4: Nice. Now, will you also have the Southern Comfort uh, Brass Band? Yes! How
3: could Ooh. I forget? Southern Comfort Brass Band, and yes. they will also be doing a second line through the street oh, after excellent. their performance on the stage.
4: There's nothing like a horn, second line to kick a party off.
3: I can't wait, and I will be marching right behind them. I know that's right.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's wonderful. Well, I, I believe people should come hungry and thirsty. There will be plenty of everything uh, to go around, and I, I know it all benefits your great foundation there.
3: It does. It does. But, yes, please come hungry. Please come thirsty. And come look, willing to look for some art and listen to some great music yeah. in our children's area. Bring your kids to the children's area. It is going to be fantastic this year.
1: That's great. Now, Casey, tell listeners where they can go to find out more about tickets and a little bit more about tomorrow's events.
4: And where to park also.
1: Oh,
3: parking is key. Um, Baptist Hospital is very generous with our festival every year, and they open up their parking garages. So I recommend parking there and walking down um, Manship to Jefferson and then going either to Poplar because there's a, a gate there and there is also a gate on Carlisle. Um, so I recommend, highly recommend using their parking garages. Um, oh. mm-hmm. uh, and you can get tickets and more information at www.greaterbellhaven.com.
1: That's nice. great. And I believe Good. you will also sell tickets at the gate.
3: We will. We will have them available
1: at the gate. That's great. So Park park at Baptist Hospital, what a great sort of community-minded thing for them to do. That's mm-hmm. awesome. And your car stays out of the sun. It'll be shaded mm-hmm. when you get back. That's great. That's great. Well, Casey, thanks for joining us today. Best of luck with Bright Lights, Belhaven Nights in year 14. How exciting. All right. It's time for our first break. But do you know what neighborhood was the winner of the 2014 10 Great Places in America? We'll tell you when we return. Plus, we'll speak with comedian and singer Heather Land about her upcoming tour. Stay tuned. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio.
2: destination for everything Mississippi public broadcasting. Catch up on past shows from Think Radio, check out MPB TV or Music Radio and become a sustaining member all from one place. Get connected now at mpbonline.org oh,
0: You're listening to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio That is what
5: I'm counting on I know in time he'll come my way. Stand by my
1: side, so brave. You're listening to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Mary Margaret Miller with MississippiToday.org, along with Visit Mississippi's Kamel King. Before the break, we asked what neighborhood was the winner of the 2014 Ten Great Places in America. The answer is Bellhaven, the historic neighborhood in Jackson. Now let's welcome to the show singer, songwriter, and comedian Heather Land. Hi, Heather. Hi. Thanks for having me today. Thank you for joining us, Heather. You are in the middle of a whirlwind tour, and we're so pleased you could make a little bit of time to join us on Next Stop Mississippi. You'll be headed our way Sunday, August 19th for a show at Thaliamara Hall. We are so excited to bring you uh, a little bit of Mississippi hospitality in advance of your show on the 19th.
6: Thank you so much. You know, I'm really excited about being in this dip. My best friend is from Mississippi. Yeah. Coming home a little bit. So, yeah, really looking forward to it.
1: Well, that's beautiful.
4: Well, Heather, i just got to start off by saying you are an entertainment phenom. I mean, it, uh, you know. Everything that you have going on is just so complex, and it feeds each other, and you're so good as a songwriter and a singer, but, I mean, wow, I found out about you as a comedian, and that is how I was introduced to your music. So please, just walk us down the road in the life of how you got started and kind of ended up here.
6: Sure. Well, thank you, first of all, for saying that. I really appreciate it. Um, You know, it's really funny. I, I've been a musician most of my life. I was actually a worship leader for about 20 years and traveled and, you know, did music and I went through a divorce about five years ago and, uh, kind of had to switch gears and, you know, get a big girl job and, you know, working, working nine to five and trying to, trying to, uh, just acclimate into that life when, you know, I was making videos with some friends of mine and kind of threw one up on social media on a dare and it just caught on like wildfire, and I never saw it coming. I mean, I have not, you know, I have not been honing the comedy craft for the past 10 years. That was never on my radar. So, um, you know, to go from uh, zero to 100, to go from refinancing to, uh, you know, comedian and national tour has been quite, uh, quite the whirlwind. You are exactly right, but I tell you what, I'm loving it, and I think that me, uh, having the opportunity to do music for so long and be in front of people really did pave the way for me to be able to stand up there and hold a mic and, and, you know, tell stories. So, um, I'm grateful for the process and the journey, but it, is a wild ride for sure.
1: Well, Heather, for our listeners who might not recognize you by name, by Heather Land, <laughs> a lot of people know you as the mm-hmm. I ain't doing it lady. And right. you're just really, uh, you know, recognized for these short yeah. to the point, but really uh, just like hit home slices of life comedy uh, with the I ain't doing it kind of. Uh, catchphrase at the end. Now, as you mentioned, this was sort of a dare, you and some friends making some videos, but was this, uh, I ain't doing it, was this something you like said all the time? Was this kind of part of your regular conversation with your friends and it just grew into something bigger?
6: That's exactly what it was. It's just something that I said. And you know, the first video that that I put on social media, people actually said, We love your I ain't doing it video. And I literally said to my friends, What are they talking about? I didn't even know that I had said I ain't doing it. So, what a great accident that became, right? Yeah, that's
1: a beautiful accident for sure. Now, one of the things I've been so impressed by as we've been getting ready for our interview is the fan testimonials. Now, I've watched your videos for, uh, you know, more than a year now. I really enjoy it. The CrossFit video is definitely my favorite. (laughs) I think everybody's got a favorite that they really relate to. Um, But what really strikes me is the is the testimonials from these fans that's so personal and in a lot of ways very emotional and that's just not something I see in comedy uh where fans are you know offering these like very intimate responses to your work how do, what how do you explain that?
6: yeah you know the only thing um well well first of all, you know I write as well and I have a blog I'm actually working on a book, but until that's done you know I'm, I'm still blogging and I think that people have probably a lot of them have read the blog as well. And so they, I think they relate to my story on a, you know, just on a human level. But I think that also, uh, the comedy, the fact that it's short and clean and relative, I think that, um, they, re- everybody relates to these, these little videos, right? Cause it's everyday life. I think that somehow that is offering some bit of solace, you know, for people who are struggling and going through things. Um, and, yeah, I'm seeing it consistently. It's really crazy just the people who say, you know, I'm um, I'm stage four cancer. This is the only thing that makes me laugh. I think that they just feel like I'm in their heads and that they are a part of me. And I, that's what I love the most about what I'm doing.
4: You know, in this in this world of artists who are always coming up with gimmicks to try to really boost their music or to, you know, get a fan base or, to you know, to grow their listeners. You know, people are trying all kind of things, but it's so crazy how this comedy just came to you and then it just exploded and it's all feeding each other. I mean, was there any science or strategy to this or was it just, you know, God's plan? I mean, how did this work?
6: Yeah, no strategy whatsoever, actually. You know, I've had a team around me for months, and I think it drives them crazy that I still don't have a strategy. You know, they're like, are you going to post a video today? I'm like, I don't know. I'm not feeling it, you know. So um, I think that it's just been, yeah, part of the plan. I think it's just, um, you know, it's funny. I feel like I've always known in my heart that, like, "Mm, there's something big coming uh, certainly I didn't think this was it, but I think this is it. This is part of it. And, um, yeah, it's just, it's been really interesting to see, um, just the, the dynamic and, and the fact that there is no strategy mm-hmm. really, but that it's very authentic. Um, but you know what? I think that that's what people see and I think that's what they love is that it is authentic. You know, I read my comments. I, I comment back and I post my own videos still, you know, so. I think people appreciate that. Now, when we came
1: into the segment, Heather, we heard Counting On. This is the title track to your sophomore album. Talk a little bit to our listeners about your music. Tell us uh, what kind of music you play and, and where those songs are are coming from.
6: Yeah, so this um, this record um, is a country album. And really just this time, um, so I did a worship album years ago. I don't even think it's, it's available anymore, but it's so old, but, um, I did this album in the hopes of really getting some of my emotions out from just failed relationships. Uh, with, you know, I told you I went through a divorce and was in, uh, just another very detrimental uh, relationship that I'm not really sure how I got myself into, but, um, you know, we've all found ourselves there, I think, and just wanted to make a record that really kind of tapped into all the different stages of emotions. Um, yeah, so, so this album came out of that and Counting On was actually a song that I, um, I wrote while I was going through divorce. And I remember thinking, why am I writing this song? Like, nobody's mm-hmm. ever going to hear this song. And then, you know, here we are, uh, years later and I'm like, oh, this is what that was for. So I just really hope that people who, you know, have gone through that or are going through something similar, uh, that hopes that this album helps them relate and help them, helps them know that they're not alone.
4: I mean, you, uh, you know, doing music and doing comedy is such a wide range of emotions and it, it also can, you know, be a, a thing of healing. Uh, have you found a lot of healing and, and, you know, just things that have assisted you in getting through your life by writing and singing, singing this music and then expressing yourself through comedy?
6: Um, absolutely. That's a great question. You guys have great questions today. um, yeah it is very therapeutic you know um and very healing to be able to live openly and share your heart and share every facet of who you are um you know the comedy side is obviously my personality the music side is is in my in my band <clears throat> so to be able to to get all of that out on stage publicly is um gosh yeah it's I think it does just as much for me as it does for you know these um all the people who are commenting you know it's um i think it's therapy for all of us mm.
1: now heather you you talk a lot about being a single mom now how has that changed since you've taken uh, on this big tour and have sort of a a life of a uh, of fame now
6: mm-hmm. yeah um well we just keep doing the same thing we're doing we just have a a village that helps us do it you know um, i mean i still drove my kids to school this week and um you know still <laughs> life goes on but life goes on for sure but um yeah i have just um great people around me we have a, you know a nanny who helps me during the day um get where i need to get and you know take care of my children their dad is in town um so he and his wife are a huge help uh we all just kind of we all do it together you know my assistant my business partner we all we all pitch in and tote the kids around and and do what we have to do but they love they love this life They they love road life and they come with me Sometimes. Um, so, yeah, it's
4: just it's fun for everybody. Now, I, I got to ask this question because I'm, I'm such a fan of technique in your technique of the way you do your comedy. I mean, the filter, you know, and always using that, the saying the punchline and then saying like another funny line, you know, under your breath to follow it up. I mean, the technique is so classic. <laughs> you know, how did you come up with that?
6: Uh, well, I didn't really come up with it, uh, except by accident. I mean, you know, I ain't doing it. It's just something I just say, like, in my everyday life. As far as the words under the breath, that's also something that I, I find myself doing it continually in conversation. <laughs> oh, right. none of it was, you know, intentional. None of it was intentional until, you know, people started asking for the I ain't doing it videos. And then, of course, obviously now, they all have I ain't doing it and I would rather but yeah the rest of it it's just uh it's just a really <laughs> distorted uh, <laughs> right. <coming out. laughs> I,
1: I literally had a laugh out loud moment this morning when you said, I would rather be baptized in pickle juice than like something, <laughs> something, something. I mean, I was really like crying by myself at my kitchen table. Right. It was so good. So right. thank you for that. You started our Friday off <laughs> uh, on a really great note.
4: In the kindergarten oh, graduation when I was watching that one. That is crazy. <laughs> you are crazy, Heather. I mean, like for real. <laughs>
6: Somebody's got to say it out loud, right? (laughs) There you go. There you go. So many of those things are things that I actually have done. I mean, my, my son had a kindergarten graduation, and I was front and center. So I think people sometimes don't understand that, like, I'm making fun of myself in these videos, too, you know, so it's all in good fun. Mm
1: -hmm. That's right. Now, Heather, uh, as I mentioned at the top of the show, you'll be at Thalia Mara Hall in Jackson, Mississippi, on Sunday, August 19th. The show is at 7 p.m. Tell folks where they can go to learn more about tickets and catch up with Heather Land.
6: Yeah, so anything that you need to know about uh, the music or the tour or upcoming book or the blog, Heatherlandofficial.com is the official website. You can get your tickets at I Ain't Doin' It Tour.com.
1: Uh, All right, wonderful. Heather Land, comedian, singer, songwriter. So pleased to have you here on Next Stop Mississippi today. Thanks for joining us. We're going to go hey, out this. so wonderful. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, you're great. Thank you. All right, we're going to uh, go out, listeners, with another tune by Heather Land. This is called Why Baby Why off of her new album. Check it out. All right, time for us to take a quick break, but when we get back, we'll speak with Kate Fleming Sawyer with Sizzling Sopranos. But first, do you know who was one of the first well-known comedians from Mississippi? Stick around and we'll tell you when we return. This is Next Stop Mississippi, only on
0: MPB Think Radio. If you're a sustaining member of MPB Think Radio, we appreciate your support of our programs. To become a sustainer, You're listening to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio.
1: Next stop, Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Mary Margaret Miller with MississippiToday.org, along with Visit Mississippi's Kamel King. You're listening to the voice of Leontine Price. She is our ultimate, most favorite Mississippi soprano. Before the break, we spoke with comedian Heather Land about her "I Ain't Doing It" tour happening Sunday, August 19th at Thalia Mara Hall. Speaking of comedians, do you know who was one of the first well-known comedians from Mississippi? That was Jerry Clower, born in Liberty, Mississippi, in 1926, known as the Mouth of Mississippi. Can you do
4: the Jerry Clower? Come on, try it, please. No. (laughs) (laughs) That was the best I could do. Don't ask me to redo it.
1: I cannot talk. That was so funny. Oh, man. Yes. So the mouth of Mississippi, Jerry Clower from Liberty, Mississippi. All right, friends. We're headed to the Mississippi Gulf Coast to hear from some more sopranos. Welcome to the show, Kate Fleming Sawyer. Hi, Kate. Hi. How are y'all? We are great. We're great, Kate. Glad to have you here. You're one of two sizzling sopranos uh, from the Mississippi Gulf Coast. Tell us a little bit about yourself.
7: So I grew up in um, Ocean Springs in the community of St. Martin, and I grew up doing Coast Community Theater musicals, uh, dancing and singing at the Sanger Theater and um, all around here on the Gulf Coast, and that really fostered my love for performing and singing, and I started taking voice lessons when I was 15 and um, then was encouraged to uh, keep going in that, that vein of classical vocal music and ended up studying and getting bachelor's and master's degree in, um, in classical vocal music and voice performance.
4: Now, I see that you have music degrees from Loyola in New Orleans and the astute uh, Peabody Conservatory of John Hopkins. Uh, please tell us about that experience and what that was like.
7: Oh wow! I I wouldn't trade those experiences uh, for anything. Um, Loyola was just a wonderful program there in New Orleans um, as an undergraduate. It really just focused on um, on me as a as a singer as an artist, and I got to build my repertoire. I made lots of connections. I got to sing with the New Orleans Opera as a chorister um, for every season that I was there. So the the culture and arts environment in New Orleans uh, was was wonderful for that. And and also, um, I got to audition for different companies that would come into New Orleans, and I could um, audition for different jobs around. Um, And then I ended up going to Peabody for graduate school in in Baltimore. And um, I got to intern with the Baltimore Opera there, and that was a really, really cool experience. So, um, And that was... uh, that was a decade ago, so <laughs> that's been a while. And, <laughs> and, uh, and now, uh, because I loved being in school so much, I am a teacher. <laughs> so oh, I love education, and I love music education, so I am now uh, a teacher of music.
1: <laughs> that's right, and tell our listeners where you teach. Uh,
7: so I'm at the Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College at the Goshe campus, Jackson County campus, and I'm the voice instructor and the um, choral director there.
1: That's wonderful.
4: MGCC.
1: I know we, we're mm-hmm. big fans of mm-hmm. the community
7: college circuit, but particularly
1: MGCC. That's right. Now um, Kate, you mentioned that you know early in your career, particularly when you were in school, you were auditioning for different uh, shows and concerts and um, positions with different groups. but you've kind of created your own position, created your own manifested your own destiny with Sizzling Sopranos. So let's talk a little bit about how this idea came about.
7: Sure. Well, uh, my co-creator, Jacqueline Cole, and I, um, both having performed and traveled around and ended up here on the Mississippi Gulf Coast, our home, and we uh, we just kept seeing each other over and over again at um, special performances, guest performances, you know, for the holidays or whatever, and and we said, hey, you know what? We need to get together and do our own thing. Um, and so that's what we did. Two years ago, two summers ago, we said, okay, let's let's perform together. And uh, we've I've had a great experience doing partner programming here at the Mary C. Uh, O'Keefe Cultural Center in Ocean Springs. So it was a great venue to start out with. And uh, so Sizzle and Sopranos began, and we wanted to do. A concert that was academic music, you know, the things that we study and that we love to sing, but package it so that um, our audience can have fun with us. So we're taking it out of the context of the Grand Opera Hall and putting it into a really intimate, beautiful venue like the Mary C. Um, The theater here is just so gorgeous. And we just we put it in, in such a style so that the audience can just roll with it. And they maybe they don't understand all the Italian, maybe they don't understand the German, but they know what we're singing because of what's going on on stage and the transitions, and and it really is just a fun, fun concert.
4: Marketing is so important, and I love the uh, title, you know, Sizzling Sopranos and Bach <laughs> in you, Action. So who came <laughs> up with that?
7: Uh, Jacqueline came up with uh, Bach in Action for this summer because we we have... Uh, we're kind of back in action back back to the stage this summer um the sizzlin sopranos we came up with that name two summers ago uh, cuz it was summer it was hot and we were just kind of joking around and just kind of um coming up with ideas and we're like okay sizzlin sopranos we're sizzlin that means we're fresh we're we're sassy we're saucy we're a little sexy you know right. so uh so that, that's where the sizzlin <laughs> came from and plus it's alliterative people love the sizzlin sopranos so <laughs>
1: Well, as Mary Margaret Miller, I'm definitely an alliteration fan. So, yeah, you get a win with me. (laughs) Now, Kate, you do mention that, you know, you guys are having a lot of fun. And you mean that in a literal way. You've got some slapstick humor incorporated in the performance, a lot of dialogue and choreography. So could you paint a little picture of maybe a particular scene or what the experience is like with Sizzlin' Sopranos? Sure, sure. So, you know,
7: the, the... the concert starts out as a standard recital format. So if you, you know, went to go see someone's junior voice recital at uh, USM, for instance, and you know, there's there's a pianist on stage, there's a singer on stage, and you know, standard recital lighting, very formal. And as we go on a couple of numbers into it, um, you know, there are some interruptions. There are some things that maybe aren't going quite right. Um, then we add some pizzazz with lighting and props and adding costumes and things flying across the stage. So we we kind of break down that traditional formal recital atmosphere and make it surprising uh, so that, and I don't want to ruin any of the surprises for our audience, but, um, you know, there's just some, and along with sizzling goes silly. There's just some really silly madcap things that are going to happen. Um, and we, uh, yeah, we've done our own choreography. We've written the show. Uh, we, we program it so that the music flows um, from, Basically, uh, here in this particular concert from Bach, the Baroque era, all the way to modern and jazz. By the time we end, so we get a a big picture of all these different vocal styles throughout the the musical eras.
4: Now, Kate, you're married to uh, Rick Sawyer, who's also a tenor and a singer. So, do you guys have like? knock down drag out sing out <laughs> at home and stuff like that <laughs> like, like come on pull it out of your soul <laughs> oh
7: right um you know actually uh it, my husband did help me with a, a little pointer getting getting ready for this concert so it is nice to have another singer around but most of the time it's here hold the baby so i can do this <laughs> Right. <laughs> so, so we have two kids so it's it kind of shuffle back and forth and you know uh but it but it's a wonderful life and and Rick and I get to sing together, and he's actually going to be offering a pre-concert talk lecture um, before the concert tomorrow at um, 1.15. So, with our matinee performance being at two, he's going to come in, and you get a little bit of VIP treatment, get some dessert and coffee, and listen to him talk about uh, maybe some history, maybe some um, you know vocal technique, maybe none of that maybe you know just more fun stuff about you know what it is to be a singer and and performing on the stage so so that'll be a fun part of
1: tomorrow very wonderful that's great so that starts about one fifteen. the performance is at 2 p.m at the mary c now tell us a little bit about what's in store what's coming up next for sizzling sopranos
7: well um Jacqueline and I are since we are both teachers we are starting out the school year right now so we we like to get together about twice a year to to see what we can put on the books and put in um, date wise but we're hoping to to take it um, on tour we have Two amazing pianists that are working with us, Guy Bowering and Cherie Ruff, right here on the Gulf Coast. And, you know, we'd like to do some local touring and, you know, take the show that we've worked so hard on and offer it to other um, communities and around our state. You know, maybe take it up to Jackson or Hattiesburg or all the way up to Tupelo. We don't know. Uh, but, you know, we are traveling. It was since we are sizzling, we want, you know, sizzling <laughs> summertime. We're we're summertime sopranos. So, uh we, uh we hope to, to keep, you know, re, redoing our idea and coming back in action. We're going to yeah. come back.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's the, the beautiful part of being a creative person. You mm-hmm. can always reinvent yourself or kind of go where that inspiration leads. So Absolutely. we wish you the best of luck. And we appreciate you making time for, be, uh, for being here on Next Up Mississippi today. Kate, Absolutely. can you tell listeners where to go to learn more about you or about the performances of Sizzling Sopranos?
7: Sure. So um, all of the information about the performance and about Sizzling Sopranos is on the Mary C. website, www.themaryc.org, and you'll see right there on the home page a place to click and um, get your tickets. And that, uh, that'll that take you right on to the page that you can can purchase and then come to our concert. So That that would be the best place to find it. You can also find us on a Facebook event. You can search Sizzling Sopranos on Facebook.
1: That's great. No better way to spend uh, the midday Sunday, Saturday, Mm -hmm. August afternoon than in a beautiful theater with great air conditioning and sizzling sopranos. (laughs) sopranos.
7: That's right. Air condition will be on. Yes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you so much, Kate Fleming Sawyer. She, She is one of two sizzling sopranos performing tomorrow Saturday. August 11th at That's the Mary Sea. You have to say sizzling. Sizzling.
4: <laughs> Come <Good> on.
1: Camille <laughs> has that uh, sexy voice down. Absolutely. Really? <laughs> All right. Thanks, Kate. We're taking you out with various sopranos performing for our final break. But first, one question for you What prima donna soprano is considered one of the finest opera singers of the 20th century and was born in Laurel, Mississippi? Stay tuned for that answer, plus we'll welcome our musical guest, Kristone Kingfish Ingram, to the show. Don't go far. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio.
6: Back to school means a fresh start, a clean slate. But since teachers rarely ride on slate chalkboards anymore, it's a clean laptop or tablet, plus all the other school gear your child needs for a great year of learning. So when you're buying those school supplies, give yourself a great year of learning with all the news and quiz programs you love on MPB Think Radio. Keep those programs coming by rounding up your change from those school supplies. Go to mpbonline.org to see how easy it is. It's going to be a great
0: year. You're listening to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio.
1: Think Radio, inside Next Stop Mississippi. These are the guitar stylings of Kingfish, Christone Kingfish Ingram, A lot of people compare him to B.B. King. Mm -hmm. Obviously, that's a B.B. King cover of The Thrill is Gone. A great way to move into our last segment here on Next Stop Mississippi. I'm Mary Margaret Miller with Kamel King. And before the break, we asked you, what prima donna soprano is considered one of the finest opera singers of the 20th century and was born here in Mississippi in Jones County in Laurel? And the answer is Leontine Price. That's right, our very own. Okay, friends, now it is time to turn to our favorite part of the show. Our musical guest this week is Christone Kingfish Ingram. Welcome, welcome.
8: Uh, Thank you. Thank you. Morning. Glad to be here. How are you?
1: We're doing really well. We're doing great. We're glad to have you on the show.
4: Thank
8: you. Thank you. I'm glad
4: to be here. Well, listen, I mean, it is an honor to have you on, man. I have seen you perform uh, a nice handful of times, and every time I am just blown away and impressed. So let's just get straight into it. Listeners, if you have never seen this young man perform, he is the golden child, now golden man of the blues (laughs) industry. I mean, man, you are one bad boy, man.
8: (laughs) Uh, thank
4: you, man. I really appreciate it. <laughs> I, I want to say, starting off, one of the biggest things that I, I love about this guy is I, I think I saw you just at Bill Street Music Festival in Memphis. And then I saw you at Chicago Blues Festival. He comes off stage and will shake every hand and take every picture until the last person is gone. And it is usually a mass amount of people. How How do you stay so humble, you know, rising so
8: fast in this industry? Oh well, um, I just I just try to not let it go to my head, you know, you know, you know, we have to realise that, you know, no matter how good we are there, you know, there's always someone around the corner, you know, who can take it, you know, to a you know, to another level higher than you can. So we so I just keep that, you know, in my mind and that you know, and that keeps me grounded.
1: That's absolutely incredible. Uh, As Camille mentioned, you've played a lot of big stages. I saw you a couple of years back sharing the stage with the legendary Buddy Guy in Portland, Oregon at the Waterfront Blues Fest. Uh, We are talking massive crowds, thousands of people, tens of thousands of people. And Kingfish, it's it's nothing for you to go from these huge festival stages Mm -hmm. to a very intimate, small Mississippi club. Let's talk a little bit about that dynamic. Mm. How is it different for you to perform for 45 people sweating in a room to 45,000 people spread across the
8: land? You, You know what? You know what? It's, it's a it's a huge difference you know but the thing about it for me is that the you know the small room with the crowd that would be like more easier for me because it's a small crowd and you can it can you know it's you know it's cool and intimate and you can it's a cool vibe atmosphere with everybody you know i mean you know I'm not nervous and everything so i would i would i would actually be cool with the you know with the forty five you know <laughs> you know uh type of thing it'll be more It'll be more it'll be more comfortable. But it's a huge difference, you know, and and that's the first thing I'm saying is, is um it's comfort. Sure. Absolutely.
4: Yeah. I mean, coming up in this game and I mean, you started so early. I mean, even if you were just getting started, it would be what people would consider early in life. But you got started way early take us through how you, you know, the passion jumped in you, you know, how you got started and just what you've gone through in these years that you've been in the industry.
8: Okay. Um, when I was three years old, that was the first time I just got, you know, I just got my first guitar and my mom, I come from a gospel background on my mom's side. Of family. She sings, um, and all my uncles and aunts and cousins, they sing, they play, they play guitars, drums and bass. And, and uh, you know they're you know they're real big in the um quartet gospel world, so when I was younger, my mom would take me around with them and they they were like the ones who just made me just I was like man, I want to do this and then not only that uh when I was about like, when I was like five a, a blues band had um had moved like right beside us um in the neighborhood, and I would hear them rehearse and they would let me come over there. Uh, while they were and they would have parties, and they would even let me come over there then, and I would just, I would just be around all these different guys uh, uh, playing mm-hmm. music. And then shortly after that, I went into the Delta Blues Museum, like age eight, mm. and um, uh, I started drums, uh, bass, and now I'm on guitar. And it's been a, it's been a, it's been a really big journey ever since.
1: Now, Christo and Kingfish, everybody knows you as Kingfish. Tell us who some of the folks were that you were listening to that you were learning from in those early years.
8: Okay. Okay. Um well the first people that I mentioned uh were the blues band that um that that moved beside us. And uh some of those guys are deceased now. But uh but I really learned a lot from them like um uh, like a guy named Josh Razorblade Stewart. Oh sure. And um and a few more other people. But uh at the Blues Museum, Richard Christman, a.k.a. Daddy Rich, and Bill Hallamare Perry, um, they were the ones who taught me. Uh, Anthony Big A, Sherrod, and a whole lot of other
5: people mm-hmm.
8: who was there. Um, and uh, Mr. Perry, he was the one that actually gave me the name Kingfish.
1: <laughs> and what does that mean?
8: Mm-hmm. Well, it, it's kind of hard and funny to explain, like, uh he he gave everybody in the class like little nicknames that we used to think of them, like as, you know, like stage names. And he said that I reminded him of the character of the whole uh it was an Andy uh show, Kingfish and I, I didn't like it at first but, you know, I, I got a you know, I got accustomed to it and, <laughs> and it got to the point where people at school, you know, would call it to me and that's when I got comfortable with, it. so yeah, that's where it came from.
1: Isn't that just like a nickname? Yeah. You don't like it yeah, but everybody but the whole else. World loves it,
8: right? <laughs> Now, man, you just
4: graduated high school in 2017, which is crazy if you That's were to right. see you on stage because you're so mature in your performance, in your style. Uh, you know, do you accredit that to, you know, these older gentlemen, these OGs in the game who raised you up and kind of put the game in you because the soul that you have is just so much older than your natural age? Oh, thank
8: you, thank you, thank you. Most definitely, like... When I was coming up, I didn't have a lot of friends my age. Well, honestly, I didn't have really that many friends at all. And when and when I was hanging, you know, around the old cats, I just I just immediately took on to the things. Well, not everything that they were doing, but I just like it. Just it it, it was just me hanging out with old musicians and, and and just learning from them. And ever since then, that's why I pretty much got you know that's why I got my swagger from pretty much you know, like that. So, yes, sir. Mm -hmm.
1: That's great. Now, we've mentioned you shared the stage with a lot of incredible musicians. You've jammed with a lot of Mississippi legends. You've also performed on the Steve Harvey Show, the Rachel Ray Show. You even performed at the White House for former First Lady Michelle Obama. Talk a little bit about some of these celebrity encounters you've had, Mm -hmm. and, and maybe tell us which one means the most to you.
8: Uh... It, it, it's crazy because um I, I I sometimes I really don't I don't I don't think a lot about it. I just you know, i I'm just blessed, you know, and you know, and um God has really been, you know, good to me as far as that. But uh I've I've been I've been blessed to be in the you know, in the, the company of Steve Harvey and um and Rachel Ray and K R S one and a whole lot of other people rock him and a whole lot of other people. So I uh I really don't have a best one. I just I just like all the I just like all the moments.
4: Man, what you know about that K R S one in Rocky Come on. Now. <laughs> hey, man, hey man, I know
5: a lot, man. The bread is over.
4: Right, come on now. <laughs> yes, right, right. That's even a little before my time, so you really get a lot of points for that. <laughs>
5: <laughs>
1: All right, now, Kingfish, you're playing this weekend at Bright Lights, Bellhaven Nights. We talked a bit about this festival earlier in the show. Your performance is at 6 p.m. at the festival this weekend. Tell people what they can expect from a live show with Kingfish.
8: Oh, man, it's going uh, <laughs> it, uh, to be live. It's going to be some blues. It's going to be some rock. It's, it's going to be a little bit of gospel, so... uh uh, it's gonna be something <laughs>
1: that is wonderful. That's wonderful. Now, uh, we're gonna go out uh, with today's show with a, a ver- your version, the Kingfish version of Purple Rain. But before we let you uh, off the line, I want to know a little bit h- about how you choose these songs. We came in with a BB King, we're going out with Prince. I mean, that's let run in the gamut.
8: Mm-hmm. Oh, well, um. Uh... I credit all that. I credit all that to my parents, my mom and dad. Like I said, you know, when I was young, they put me on to like a lot of you know old school music. So, you know, you know these songs that I play, I'm not playing them just to be playing them. I actually like these songs. You know, I listen to them like on a daily basis. They're like you know I'm, a, I'm I'm a really big French fan. So it's it's just it's just all with me just like an older type of music. and pretty much it.
4: Well, as we go out, Kingfish, I just want to tell you and employ you, man, I'm proud of you. And please keep that same spirit, that same drive, that same humbleness in your attitude. You will stay rising and you'll stay there.
1: All right. Thank you, Kingfish, for joining us today on Next Stop Mississippi. You can catch Kingfish this weekend at Bright Lights, Bellhaven Nights in Jackson, the St. Louis Blues Fest on August 18th, the St. Louis Arch Fest on August 24th, Look him up, check him out He's got a lot of tour dates upcoming Alright, we want to thank you for traveling with us today And thank all of our guests for joining us this morning Casey Creasy for Bright Lights, Bellhaven Nights Singer-comedian Heather Land Kate Fleming Sawyer with Sizzlin' Sopranos And our soulful blues musician guest Christone Kingfish Ingram If you missed part of the show or you want to hear past episodes You can listen on our website at mpbonline.org Next Stop Mississippi was produced by Michelle McAdoo. For Kamel King, I'm Mary Margaret Miller. Stay tuned for Southern Remedy for Women, and join us next week at 10 for another great trip only on MPB Think Radio.